How many 20-foot putts do you have in a round? And how many do you think you should actually make? Or how many 10-foot putts or 5-foot putts? How many of those should we be making? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Appreciate you being here. Welcome to 2019. Uh, Pretty excited to get the 2019 season off, the wraparound season, as they call it, with the Century Tournament of Champions. Um, starting off tomorrow. So a little weird, right? Out in Hawaii, we have to kind of uh, watch it a little bit later. I always, I'm in the mountain time zone, so I always love it when it moves to the East Coast because you get to come right into work and have golf on. Love doing that, but wanted to wrap up our series today on the data that matters, helping us set up proper expectations and some proper benchmarks for practicing in 2019 to hopefully make it so we're a little more realistic. We're a little easier on ourselves. We all um, tend to go out and expect a lot more of ourselves than we should. And I'm not saying that to to degrade our play or anything, but it's just not realistic. The game of golf is milliseconds and fractions of inches And so we just get a little bit too hard on ourselves. I think that builds up some frustration. I think when we get frustrated and angry, we don't play as well as we could. Uh, When we play from a very um, calm and creative state of mind, I think that we just play better. That's when we actually get in the zone and we, you know, with the golf course and, and playing outside of ourselves. And that's where we play really good golf. And so when we're out playing, then if we keep our expectations in the right place, then we won't get as upset, we won't get as frustrated, and we will see our golf game as being that. It's a game of not perfect. These benchmarks will help us sort of uh, keep our expectations where they probably should be, but it will also help, help us identify some real problems in our game. So if we find ourselves well below these benchmarks, then we know that that's the weakest part of our game, and we can work on that part of our game and, and then spend the time, the little time that we have to practice in the most important places so we can come out of 2019 with the best round of our lives. So that's, that's sort of the goal of all this. And as I've been doing previously, and I apologize for my voice, I'm coming off a little cold uh, that my dear sweet daughter brought home from school. We've been doing this by going and looking at the PGA Tour stats page. And so we are setting up these benchmarks and we've been setting these all up. In previous uh, podcasts, we've done driving accuracy, accuracy from the fairway, accuracy from the rough, scrambling, and sand saves. And today, we're actually going to be covering greens and regulation, which is not something that I was going to cover, but got a request from a listener, so I'm happy to do that. And then we're also going to discuss putting and what we should expect from different distances. And I think you'll be surprised by this. I, When I first looked into this Three or four years ago, it was a a discussion that I was having with Fred Shoemaker. I love to talk golf with Fred Shoemaker because he's a brilliant man, but he has so much to say about golf. And we were talking about expectations. We were talking about it. So I started, I just pulled up on my phone and started looking through the stats. And we started talking about the make percentage from these pros. And I was shocked at how few they make. When we watch it on TV, you know, that they always just show the ones going in. 
And I always joke with my wife when we're watching golf and in the occasions that I get her to watch golf with me and, and they pull up in a, you know, they pull some, a, a green comes up and it's some guy 50 feet away. I always go to where it's going in and it goes in. She's like, how do you do that? And I'm like, yeah, it's obvious, right? It's TV, right? They only show the big long putts when they're going in. So, and, and they talk about, you know, for Eagle or whatever that's going in. So they're jumping around the course showing all these putts going in. So we get in our head that they make everything and they don't, they're human right? And golf is hard, even for them. And so we're going to look at those numbers. So I'm, I'm going to start with uh, greens and regulation just for, just for fun, even though I, in the title, I think I started with putting. But uh, so as far as greens and regulation, we have a, in, in first spot, the person who led the PGA Tour in greens and regulation was Hendrik Stenson, which is incredible because he also led in driving accuracy with his three wood, but nonetheless, He's accurate off the tee and he's accurate into the green. He's a little further back than folks are, right? His average drive, he finished like at 139th or something, but he's hitting 74% of his greens. He's giving himself a lot of looks. The guy who finished dead last, 193rd, Daniel Summerhays, which was surprising, a Utah guy. So at 57%, and then right there, the 96th spot that we always talk about sort of being right there in the, the sweet middle for us is Mark Leishman at 67%. So 67% of greens and regulation. And some other notables I'll throw out there. Dustin Johnson was at ninth, 71% of the greens hit in regulation. Jordan Spieth also at 70.5%. Uh, Ricky Fowler at 70%. Justin Thomas at 69%. Brooks Kepka at 68%, all roughly the same, right? Tiger Woods at 67.5%, and he's at 82nd, right? So you've only got three percentage points separating the ninth spot, Dustin Johnson, and 67th spot, excuse me, 82nd spot. And then Phil Mickelson, uh, 137th, 65% of the time he finds the green. And so then, you know, we talked about his wedge game, but his wedge game wasn't very strong in 2018 either. So kind of an interesting stat, if you will. What does that mean? That means for us, as far as a benchmark goal goes and our goals go, then we would say, and, and I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to recap. I'll recap all the different benchmarks from all the shows, but say for this particular one, if we're talking about greens and regulation, then I would set the benchmark on the lower half of that and say roughly and, and this is from the fairway. So 55 to 65% would be a benchmark just to kind of say, hey, if you're hitting in this area, that's your game's in really great shape. You don't have to worry about your approach shots. We were doing some accuracy from the fairway as well. And you can look at sort of either or of those. And in fact, to simplify it, you could just say greens and regulation and forget the accuracy from the fairway and accuracy from the rough, whatever you want to do. But we'll go over those again really quickly. Okay, now putts. This is where I think people expect to make way more putts than they really should expect to make, right? Okay, putting from 20 feet. How many people have thrown a fit over missing a 20-footer? I've seen quite a few. And I don't care if it's a straight putt. From putting from 20 feet, the very, very best on the PGA Tour in 2018 made 11% of them. And that was Emiliano Grillo. He was number one. At 96 spot, Chris Stroud, he made 7%. Less than one in 10. And then we've got Jonathan Bird, which sort of surprised me. At 193rd, he made 3% of his 20-footers. So to be a tour quality 20-foot putter, 
you just have to make higher than 3%. I'm sure most of you that are, are listening to this expect to make more than 3% of those 20-footers. But should you? As much as you practice, should you? This is Jonathan Bird. He plays a lot of golf. Okay, so that's all we're saying. Okay, from 10 feet, here we go. This is kind of where it gets interesting. From 10 feet, Peter Molinari made 63% of his putts from 10 feet. 63%. Now, right there in the middle, Brian Harmon, who's known to be a very good putter, left-handed, right? Known to be a very good putter. They talk about him all the time. He's right there in the middle, 96th spot. He made 41% of his putts from 10 feet. And there at the very, very bottom, Kyle Thompson. I don't know Kyle Thompson, but he finished at 193rd. And he made 19% of his putts from 20 feet. Okay, one in five is tour quality. How many have missed a 10-footer and absolutely just lost their mind? You know what? You should be missing four out of five of those, realistically, unless you just happen to be on fire. If you're leading the tour, then you'd make, you know, three out of five. And, and if you're just kind of, you know, okay, you'd be making two out of five, right? If you're average tour player. So again, expectations from five feet. Here we go. This is where, these, these are the ones that really frustrate us, right? Jason Day led the tour in 2018, making 95% of his five footers, which I thought was amazing. Pretty incredible. Uh, Dustin Johnson at 96th, right there in the middle, but he was making 82%, eight out of 10, right? Four out of five. And then uh, Brandon Grace at the very, very bottom at 193rd from five feet, making 68% of those from five feet. That would be very frustrating, right? Less than uh, seven out of 10 would be frustrating from five feet. But anyway, so there you go. So if we look at then, if I was to look at this and kind of say, look, if we're going to set our benchmarks, 7% is average on tour from 20 feet and 3% is still tour average. So somewhere in that, that seven to 3% range, if you're tracking on your 10 footers, you really should be, if you're making between 20 and 40% of those, one to two out of five, then you should be feeling pretty good about your game. You're putting from 10 feet. And if you're, you know, from five feet, if you're making, geez, 65% to 80% of those, you should feel pretty good about your game. That's tour quality. We're not putting every day. So, Anyway, so those are sort of the benchmarks. So to kind of wrap this whole thing up for 2019, and I am, I've decided to go ahead and work on an app to help us sort of track this. But here's just a quick synopsis then on our goals going in. I've adjusted these a little bit. I've adjusted them down where the benchmarks are pretty much from the average down to the very last person on the PGA Tour. You could say that you have a tour quality game. Anywhere on there, they're, they're on tour. They may not be the very, very best. But let's just say for who we are as amateurs, you can adjust this if you want to. But I think this is a pretty good way to measure your game. So driving accuracy. Our goal for 2019 is to hit 50 to 60% of our fairways. If we're, if we're hitting less than 50%, then let's work on our driver. Greens and regulation. We want to go right in that 55 to 65%. If we're above that, fantastic. If we're below that, okay, it might be something to work on. But we're always going to work on the thing that, the, the part of our game that is weakest. 
uh, accuracy from the fairway. If you've got a approach shot of 100 to 125 yards, you should expect that to finish somewhere between 20 and 25 feet from the fairway. If it's from the rough, it's more 30 to 40 feet. And you got to be okay with that. That's just, that's tour quality. I've seen so many people freak out from 100 yards in the rough. It's unbelievable, but it's not easy. It's 30 to 40 feet. That's PGA Tour quality right there. Scrambling, 45 to 55% getting up and down from around the green. If you've missed the green, right? You're going to do that around 45 to 50%. And if it's below that, then let's work on our short game. Sand saves between 30 and 50%. I dropped that down a little bit more just because I know there's a lot of courses out there where you don't have very good sand and you don't have very good places to practice your sand shots. So I think we have to be a little flexible there. The tour players are playing from the best sand in the world, the best sand traps in the world. We aren't so lucky. Everything else is 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 more measurable and more similar. Sand traps just tend to be all over the map. So I think that we have to have a little more variability there. So we've done that. So we've built that in. Looking at this too, something comes to mind. I'm just looking at this screen here and I'm looking at, okay, from the very best to the very worst on driving accuracy, you've got 75% down to 47%. In greens and regulation, 74% to 57%. What does this tell me? Just glancing at this, and I hope this is what I'm going to end on, and I hope this kind of registers with you. Based on PGA Tour stats from 2018, it is harder to get up and down from around the green than it is to hit a fairway. The very best, Henrik Stenson hit the fairway 75% of the time. The very best on the PGA Tour in scrambling got up and down 66% of the time. The average was 62 to 58. That's scrambling. So what's harder? I think that we can say these guys play for a living and they play for a lot of money. And you hear them talk about how much they spend on their short game. They spend that much time on their short game and their short game is still not as effective as their long game. They're hitting their green 74, 67, and 57% of the time. Okay, but they're getting up and down from the sand trap 66, 49, and 32% of the time. So I thought that was sort of interesting as I glanced over this. Let's understand that the, the majority of our practice time should really be around the green. Scrambling, uh, putting, chipping, that's where the game is the hardest. Pounding balls on the driving range based on the numbers Again, and it could be technology, could be a lot of things. They've got instant feedback. They've got a lot of good things going on. But just based on the numbers, which means that we probably should be spending more time on our short games. Anyway, hopefully that's helpful. I will try to post these out in the notes of the podcast and hopefully they become available. I'll also stick something up on Facebook. So look for it there. I'll create some kind of a spreadsheet so people can download it and use that to get started. But I am, I've decided today I am going to work on an app and kind of put this all together where we can simply sort of track all of this information and help us stay just laser focused on our practice this year so we can practice on the things that most need practice. And by doing so, by, by remaining calm and keeping the proper expectations in place and then working on the part of our game that is actually weakest based on data, there's the magic word again, data, then we will actually improve our games and get better and, and hopefully in 2019 have one of those magical rounds where we put it all together, we've herded all the cats together 
and everything is in place and we just score really well, just play out of our heads. Thank you. Welcome to 2019. Looking, looking so forward to have live golf again. I'm glad that we did this. This is fantastic as far as 2019. I'm really excited to have these benchmarks to work up against with my own game. Hopefully they're helpful to you as well. Until next time, remember better data always means better golf. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.